Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, I speak with Jesse and her son Chewy about her older son, Britton. I know you're going to love hearing their story. Britton is now 13 years old. He was born at just 28 weeks, weighing only 2 pounds and 14 ounces, and had many health issues. Jesse describes the issues Britton faced in the first few months of his life. He was actually okay at the beginning. When he first was born, he was doing really well. He was in the well part of the nursery, and then they started feeding him and went sideways. So it was traumatic to have him early, and then he was doing pretty good, and I was just clueless and young. And then three weeks into it, our whole world changed. He just all of a sudden took a turn for the worse. That was just in the NICU. Then when we got him home, it was a whole different story. His bowel ruptured, exploded, and caused him to have three main arteries clawed off to his brain, which caused him to have a brain bleed. He was in the NICU for about eight months, and I watched him die several times each month. The nurses were always shocked when I'd walk into the NICU because they couldn't believe he was still alive. His three major arteries going to his brain clotted off, and so he wasn't getting enough blood to his brain. He had a stroke and brain bleed, and his spleen died off. They had to cut out part of his bowel and bring both ends of the bowel out of his belly. They put the bowel back together and were sending him home basically to die. The whole team of every single doctor that had seen him, which was every specialty, like cardiology, neurology, infectious disease people, but they all signed off on him to go home and he was still throwing up poop. And he's so stubborn, so the surgeon called me and say, we had to take him to emergency surgery and come to find out where they had put the bowel back together, there was scar tissue. So had they sent him home, he would have died within a day of him coming home. So Britton obviously wanted to be here and that was lucky. The doctors told Jesse that they would be trying an investigational medication for Britton. The infectious disease team came in and says, we've done everything we could we're gonna try this experimental drug. It's never been used on kids, but we're gonna see if it will work. And so the head doctor says to me, so in two days, and it's two days before Thanksgiving, you'll know if he's dead or not, because he'll either be here or he'll be dead. So you might wanna say goodbye. Two days later, Thanksgiving day, he was still alive. He was only seven pounds at eight months old, so he looked like a newborn. And one night, I just knew something was wrong, so I woke up, I went over to his little porta crib and he was completely blue, even with oxygen on. And I just didn't know what was going on, I grabbed him. There I stood outside of this room where we couldn't go in because they're working on him and he's this lifeless kid laying there. And all of his insides started to come out and I thought, okay, this is it, he's dying. And he survived from that. He had a seizure for like eight hours. They had to life flight him. I thought he was gonna die then. We were in the 
intensive care unit and I'm just standing there watching my child seize and they're not doing anything, you know, and I think they just didn't know what to do. Britton has had some recent breakthroughs. He still is in diapers. He just learned how to eat this last year, which is really cool. So he was 12 when he finally started eating by mouth. He has a G tube because his stomach wouldn't empty. And so we had to put an additional tube to go past the stomach. It's like full care that I do for him. I have to get him dressed and bathed and feed him and do his meds morning and night. He has seizures. He's legally blind. He's almost completely deaf in one ear and not quite all the way deaf in the other. But he uses his abilities like 150% all the time. So he does function really well because of how stubborn he is. It's been crazy to watch. Jessie offers unique insight as a single mom. She describes how she handles the responsibility she has and how RISE, a nonprofit provider organization, has helped her get the assistance she needs. It was amazing. Just this last summer, we were able to get some help from RISE. They were able to take Britain for a summer program, and I used to hate summers because they were so hard because I'm single, have to try to work, I have to try to figure out how to take care of these kids. We were able to get some funding and some help, and it has changed our world. I'm so grateful. Twelve years later. Both Jesse and Britain's younger brother, Chewy, are so grateful to have Britain as part of their family. You know, as hard as everything was, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't be the person I am without him. His light, his smile, you know, he's nonverbal, and he just creates such love. And that's what I feel like really what we're here in this world to do is to be able to, you know, experience those tender moments with each other where you get to connect and feel love and he brings that to me every single day. He doesn't care how you look. He just wants to love. He's helped me be a better person. And I always tell people, I'm like, you need to have a Britain experience, especially when they're struggling, because he just brings sunshine. I really like it. It's helped me to, like, a lot of times when I'm doing workouts or something, he's usually my confidence because He's been through so much and so much pain, so I think that I could make it out too if he's made it out of all of that. Jessie shares her advice for single moms facing similar challenges. Get help. I think as humans, we want to be strong and prove that we can do whatever we can do on our own. And with a kid like him, you can't. That was really hard for me to accept. So I would say reach out for help. I was able to finally get help this last year and I put myself through a lot trying to take care of him. I have a few parents I've met along the way and we keep in contact and that is huge. I had a friend tell me at one of the deaf-blind conferences I went to, one of the moms said, you know, she has her favorite five that she calls. So that way if one doesn't answer, she can call the next. Those things are huge. Instead of being able to get frustrated, I call somebody. I've gotten really close to my God because I can't do it without him either. I know he's helped me quite a bit. 
And then I have to surround myself with people that can help. And that was really scary to reach out to people. But now if people ask me if they can help, I'm like, sure, come in. I need some help, you know, making his meds or washing his clothes or cleaning up. Jesse and Chewy described the impact Britain has had on family and friends. Once they really start to meet him, they really love him because, like my mom said, he brings so much light and he just warms everybody's spirit. Everybody just loves him. My mom has been my, like, saving grace. She helps quite a bit. She lives just down the street. And she's pretty much the only one that has consistently helped aside from Chewy. Now that he's older, he helps quite a bit. He used to just want to fight with Britain like boys want to. In fact, there was a time where <laughs> Britain had his walker and he was trying to learn how to walk and Chewy's like two on his little scooter in the house and they're both coming down this hallway and Chewy goes and he just kicks Britain as he's going by and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And then we were sitting in church one Sunday, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? And Chewie's just harassing him when he's little, and Britain finally just reached over and smacked him, and I was like, yay, you know? <laughs> but as far as impact on family, it's really cool. Like Chewie says, at first people are hesitant, and I even am with other kids that have special needs sometimes, but you have to have that moment where you connect with him because it's life-changing. Yeah, my siblings all love Britain. It's easy to say that he's the favorite, you know, even though nobody can claim that. He's got a big heart. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.